Yeah, apparently, yeah. You already got Spartacus queued up, Al, that the, before when we're done with this show. And then Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> I'm going to run over to the SoFi. I'm going to do the Rams pregame. You're going to watch Spartacus and then do the Lakers. Like, you're all right. When I hear this music, I'm yeah. ready to go to war. I'm ready to fight. I'm fighting with Mel Gibson. Yeah, it, I, has Mel Gibson made a movie since Braveheart? He's been he's been missing for a while. You're gonna lose, bro. I don't think he's been allowed to be around for a while. Fighting with him, not <laughs> against him, or with him. Yeah, I'm you might want to fight mm. against him. Yeah, that may mm-hmm. be a a better way to go. Um, I'm in studio today, right? Yep. Still looking around. I don't see my wine anywhere. I'm just oh, you know. other studio, but that's not that, that's the thing. This was a thing with me and Slee the other day. George, Jorge took your bottle of wine. No, no, it was, it was given, given to, to him. him. Given to him. Okay. So the other bottle of wine is still there. If you go to the other studio, it's there. Okay, but just go to the but studio. I want, that I want I'm the in one that Lakers. you bought for me. I don't want Taylor's I rejects. I know. I, know, I, I want. I want. I want what was intended for me. I, you specifically chose a varietal. I screwed up the whole thing. That's the bottom line. I screwed up the whole thing, and then you know, innocent bystanders were in the way after that. All right, little late Ashley, you ready? Sure. From none other than Steve Mason. Here we go. It says, if a cashier makes a mistake and gives you an extra $20 cash, what do you do? Do you keep it or do you tell the cashier she made a mistake? First of all, why is the cashier a female? That's why I want there, there's, there's something going on here. But uh, why, what do you do when the cashier gives you a little extra? Kind of easy one. Just give it back. That's an easy one. Do you? Okay. Let, let's say you'd probably notice 20 right mm-hmm. but let's say you're in the car and for whatever reason you didn't notice it and then you take your money out of your pocket and you're you're going back in it's 20 okay let, let me give you a good example this happens sometimes and typically i, I think I, I would say more times than not any time i'm in this situation it will play out in your favor so if you go to a restaurant and you order six different things and they forgot one of the appetizers let's say they didn't put one of the appetizers on there if you tell them, hey, just heads up, we were looking at the, you know, looking at the receipt. You guys forgot to put these wings in, or something along those lines. You know what typically happens? Mm. They don't charge you for the wings. Yeah. That, well, you didn't get them. No, <laughs> no, no, not no, doing you no, a no, favor. no, 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 no. I'm saying you ordered the wings. Yeah. And they didn't. They just forgot to add it into the. Oh, they didn't I got. Okay, I misunderstood. Gotcha, gotcha. They didn't charge you for it. And yeah. if you tell them, like, hey, heads up, you guys forgot to put the wings on there. More times than not. Then they probably won't charge you for the wing. So give back the twenty; it will come around. It it almost always does. I'm a big believer in karma, right? They, and, and it's the little ones. The big ones are so to me. The big ones are easy. Like the, you you made brought up the one the other day about if Wells Fargo, Bank of America, wherever you do your your banking, yep. all of a sudden you look at no, your Wells account. Wells Fargo, I'm and, going after them. That one, I'm not. <laughs> there's certain institutions. You've got beef with Wells Wells Fargo. I like that. We're going to get into that. If they made a ten thousand dollar error. You, that that's coming back. They're getting their money back, right? That's going to happen. That's the easy one. The little ones, the $5, the $10, those are the yeah. ones you really got to return because that's just the universe testing you. Are you a bad guy or not? Are you a good guy or not? Are you going to take advantage of someone else's mistake or are you just going to keep it moving and say, oh, I guess today's my lucky day? That's the universe giving you a little quiz, Slee. It's true. No, I, I agree with you. It's a good one there by Mace. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. How is this possible? And by this, I mean it's January 17th, mm-hmm. and the Lakers are under 500, and we're looking at the standings. Yep. They are far closer to being out of the playoffs than they are to the top of the playoff picture. And Lindsay and, and you and I and Laura were talking about this this morning. There. I, I I tend when she said it, I'm like, no, no, they're 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 going to make the playoffs because the bottom half of the Western Conference is really terrible. 
But you look at what the schedule has waiting for them in the second half of the season, Slee, it's not totally – if they continue to play like they have, by the way, 133, 125, 127, those are how many points they've given up in their last three games. If that is any they gave sort up of – 73 in the first half. It was a joke. And half of those were dunks and layups. Mm-hmm. It was it was ridiculous. So you put all these things together, it, it, it really is a real question. Could never mind home court, any of that stuff. Could they miss? That's insane to even ask. Okay, I guess maybe maybe this is the better question. Not are the Lakers going to miss the playoffs or make the playoffs. Is the better question, do we think, you know, Anthony Davis, when he does return, savior is not the right word. Because if if we say, well, is AD going to be the savior for the Lakers? I don't think anybody's having no. any conversation about them being, you know, in the in the mix of the best teams in the NBA. It's more about... Does AD just kind of calm the waters down? Do you start playing now um, a little bit better than 500 basketball? Because th- right now they're in a free fall. When, when you've lost three games in a row, and like you just said, they're giving up basically 127 points a game if you average out these last three games. 120 in the month of January. The four games they won in a row, Trav, were against four teams well below 500. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a there's a website, and when Lindsey brought this up, I kind of thought, okay, let me let me go take a look at this, and I, I forgot that they have websites to do this. Remaining schedule, you know, the strength of schedule. Every single day you play a game, it this changes. website updates, yeah. and it says, okay, this is where you fall into uh, fall into play. Milwaukee has the toughest schedule left in the NBA. New York is right after that, and then the Lakers fall at number third, uh, number three. And the reason why, if if you look at the standings right now, um, the Lakers are sitting, I want to say, let me just uh, uh, point this out real quick. I want to make sure I get it right. They're eighth or seventh. They're sitting in eighth place, okay? Mm -hmm. So they're eighth place in the Western Conference. The Lakers, the teams behind them, Minnesota Timberwolves are, I want to say a half a game in front of them. They have one of the, they have the 14th hardest schedule the rest of the way. Lakers have the third. So I'm just looking at teams that are kind of in the mix with the Lakers. Clippers, who are sitting at ninth place right now in the West, have the eighth toughest schedule left. And they're look, Clippers' biggest issue is are they going to be healthy or not? And right. that's going to tell the story of what happens to the Clippers. So you start looking at some of these teams in front of them. Not a lot of these teams are in this top 15 of toughest schedules remaining. Minnesota's 14th. You start looking at Dallas, they're 19th. You start looking at other teams. Denver, who's right in front of the Lakers, have the 24th hardest schedule the rest of the way. Lakers are one of kind of the outliers here as the schedule's only going to get more difficult. And the way that they're playing basketball right now, maybe Lindsey's on to something here, and I never so, thought this was a possibility at all. I, I didn't either. But what, so with all that, okay, so let's put all these things together, right? Let's, yep. let's put the two things we've talked about with the Lakers together right now, which is... They stopped playing hard, which is a really bad sign, right? Okay, you're that's not, worse you, than any loss you could. Think no question of is about your it. Squad's not 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 playing as hard as the other team. Okay, so you're not playing hard, and your schedule is about to get much harder, while your opponent's schedule is about to get a little bit easier, right? So, if anything, the Lakers should be a little bit above where they're going to land because they've played a pretty soft schedule for the most part. So you look at it where they are right now, where they're in eighth place. You figure they're going to land a little bit lower than that because they're getting into the meat of their schedule. Fact of the matter is they haven't beaten a good team all year. Not once. Mm-hmm. They have not beaten one good team all year. You're right. Which, they don't have a signature win. No. Nothing. Which, Nothing what, on the what, schedule. What have we got? 40-some-odd games into the season. You should have beaten a good team at some If you're a good team, you're going to beat one good team. Bad teams beat good teams. 
They have not beat a good team. So all these games are coming up. Why not hit the button now? Why not hit the button, change the coach, make a trade? Because we've said it a million times. They're all in. You are all in every season as long as LeBron James is here. Why not hit? Because this clearly doesn't work. This is not a winning combination. Anthony Davis, will he help? Yeah. But is he, is it going to just turn everything upside down? Inside? No, it's not. Why not hit the button? Why not just go out there, make a coaching change, make a trade? Because why not? So I, th- I think this is the question you, you just you, you mentioned Anthony Davis, and I'm, I, I actually want to ask you this question about AD. When AD does come back, because it's not like Anthony Davis was Giannis when he was playing earlier. It's not like he was Joel Embiid. It's not like he was Jokic. It's not like he was even if you want to throw in I don't think of another big man that's had a good Carl Anthony Towns. Like mm-hmm. he is not. I know his numbers will represent it's one thing, different. but he wasn't. He wasn't dominating games the way that you would just expect Anthony Davis from a year and a half ago or even a year ago, whatever the case is. So when AD does come back, what do you think happens with this team? Because if they are now, okay, they're 21 and 22 now. If he comes back, let's say, at the end of this six-game road trip, Lakers have two more at home and then they go on a six-game road trip. Are they going to go four and four in this road trip without Anthony Davis? No. Of course not. They're not. They just that's not going to happen just based upon the way they're playing. Let's say they go three and five. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. They beat Indiana, they beat Orlando, and they beat Atlanta. Those are the three games they have against teams that are below five hundred. Mm-hmm. That means by the time Anthony Davis comes back, you're three games below five hundred and you're about sixty percent plus of the season through. Lakers last season, um, I think they ended up winning 42 games last year to lock up the number seven spot. You were 12 games over 500 to lock up that number seven spot. (laughs) So how much do you think Anthony Davis is going to change things for the Lakers? Because I don't disagree with what you're saying. What you're saying is if you're already all in, why, you know, you got to. You can't get more all in. Your chips are already in in the center. You're not folding when people are checking, right? Like that's (laughs) that's not how it works. But I, my, that's why I asked the question is how much do you think AD is going to change the tide? Very, very little. I, I, there, that's not good. Well, it, it, <laughs> is there any evidence good. to the contrary? Right? The, because, look, I, I get it. I, it's the weirdest thing, Al. Take me through this. Anthony Davis is a terrific NBA player. Anthony Davis's statistics are pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis had virtually no positive impact on the Lakers while he was here. It, like it doesn't add up. It doesn't make any it sense. It doesn't add up. That because it doesn't add up. When, right? when he was here, they didn't. They weren't. It's not like they were really good. And he left, and it's like, okay, we got to keep our heads above water, which is what we were saying last year. They were average with him. They're average without him, and quite frankly, a little bit below average in both of those cases. So I would have to be out of my mind. I could be optimistic, but the idea of the oh, Anthony didn't. Why? It, it, it hasn't happened. Hit the button. I. 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 I it's. It's. I said this a couple of days ago when halfway point, let's restart, hit the button because the halfway point, they've actually gotten worse. They've been worse after the halfway point than they were at the beginning. Hit the damn button. Let's do a change on the coaching staff. Let's do a change with some of the players. Obviously, LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook aren't going anywhere. You can't. That, that's not the point. Shuffle the remaining cards and see what you get and maybe you get lucky. I, I think they will shuffle the remaining cards. Listen, the vocal one's interesting. I mean, the, that's that's the one piece that I, I know I get a lot of that from uh, post game shows and doing anything Laker content related. Look, there's it's you can't at the end of the day when you have the expectations that the Lakers have and you're so far below those expect. Forget Rams expectations and 
you lose a game to the 49ers going into the playoffs, they're still 12-5. and five. They still yeah. have a home game at SoFi. They still have – now, if they lose this game, maybe totally that conversation different. changes. This is completely different. Yeah. This is – you walked into the season – and you were the Packers, you're supposed to be the Packers, and you ended up being the Chargers. You didn't, you know, like the, it's it's that big of a difference. That's the uh, that's that's the part that I think is toughest to swallow. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. So the Rams rode back to SoFi for the Super Bowl and to being LA's team, Slee? A little bit easier today than it was yesterday. That's next. It's Travis Slee, 710. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza better because it has to be i'm pretty excited i've had way more caffeine than i typically do because it's gonna be a long day how many are you in so far well i had a cup of coffee as i drove in this morning yep i got a uh iced americano from starbucks as i started here today i've already had an entire green tea that i've taken Mm -hmm. down because i was cold and i wanted to warm up i'm gonna hit the espresso machine at sofi it's I, I may just go back from Hollywood Park Casino right over here. Well, I'm assuming it's the playoffs. They probably t- you yeah. t- you got to tighten up for the playoffs, Al. I'm assuming there's going to be good food. There's going to yeah. be lots of drink options. The espresso machine's going to be working. Um, Matthew Stafford is going to throw interceptions. There's a lot a of things going on. Forget like the whole game, all that stuff. That's that's fine. When you get to SoFi, just tell me if the the machine Done. is working or not because it's been at least um, <laughs> three weeks. At least, probably longer. Probably closer to five. Stan. Yeah. Come on. Stan. Come they did they on. did supplement nicely with the canned Starbucks nitros, which are at the top of the yeah. by the way, as far as canned coffee drinks go, that's that's number one in the rankings right now. They're fantastic. What do you do like in a situation like that? Like is it Stan dot Cronky at you know, whatever it is? Like at gmail.com. I think that's what it is. What yeah, just say? send that in there and see what comes back. I'm sure. Do you tell them sure like, hey, fine. you know what? The place looks awesome, it looks really great on TV, but man, the espresso machine. Like I I'm curious if curious what you do in that situation tell me if i'm asking too much here um, you are you are <laughs> i think i probably am too i, I don't need perfection mm-hmm. don't need i don't need everybody to do everything exactly right every time human beings make mistakes and that's part of life right keep it moving try to do better the next time i get it is it too much to ask al that the guys that oh, i don't know let me just think of something here off the top of my head let's say for instance you're going to officiate an nfl football game Yep. Okay, you're you're in charge of administering the rules to the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, is it too much to ask that you know the rules? Oh, oh, slow down. Is bro. is is it too slow much down. to ask that if you are the person in charge of administering the rules that you know the rules? Because the Raiders are home right now because the officiating crew in the in the Raider Charger uh, Cincinnati game yeah. didn't know the rules, or if they did, they just decided to ignore them. Because they got the Bengals got a touchdown that should not have been a touchdown because they blew the whistle in the middle of the play and everybody stopped playing except for Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. How in the world did that? If I'm look, I'm not a fire the referees. I'm not a the refs hose this guy. That's not my deal. Yeah, that is an inexcusable mistake to be an official and not properly administer the rules. It's in, uh, unforgivable. Okay. Couple things here. 
First of all, there are certain things that you can't review. When you blow a whistle, it's over. The play is dead. It's over. So if you're that referee in that position, by the way, Joe Burrow's foot wasn't even close it, to it was the a, sideline. Thank you. So Keep going. I, I, and the reason why I mention that is what you can do is eventually replay, hey, you know what, his foot was out of bounds or something along those lines. You can review it in that situation. The one thing you cannot do is you can't blow the whistle. You can't blow the play dead. You blow a whistle, that's it. Get, the ball stops right there. That's the, it. The, the play is dead in that situation. The ball Why was in the, the air, whistle? Al. The, the ball was flying through the air, clear as a bell on TV. Yep. The whistle blew. Mike Tirico, who was calling the game alone. Everybody stopped. Alone, as far as I can tell. Drew Brees was there. I think he was just hanging out. I don't think he was actually doing anything, but that's a tie. Brees you know. had a conference call. <laughs> In the middle of the game. Hey, Mike, for an you mind if I sit next to you for this? So you you do everything. Yeah, you know, I won't chime in with anything game related. But uh, I'm Breeze, just going to here. Say something. <laughs> or say, uh, guys, the second the ball, the the second the whistle blows, the play is yep. dead because the Chargers are. Why do I keep saying the Chargers? The Bengals. Half the team stopped playing. All of the Raiders stopped playing. The guy, even the guy that caught the touchdown pass, was just kind of oh, it's coming to me. I might as well catch it. He didn't start celebrating. Everybody knew it wasn't a play, and the and the referees went, "Ah, eh, you know what? Here, you know what we should do? Eh, just give it to him. Well, it, it was an accident. We that, didn't mean to blow the wrestle. It's the dumbest thing I've are, seen are in you quite some time. By the way, are you surprised by that? Where when referees, it could be in the NBA, it could be in the NFL, whatever the case is, Major League Baseball, when they make a mistake, instead of just owning up, hey. That's on us. We made a mistake. Uh, that play was actually supposed to be dead. They don't do it, Trev. They almost rarely ever do that. And even if, even if, let's just say hypothetically, which, by the way, you know, but Al, you that's know, not what you, happened. You you know things are bad when the refs uh, that work that game aren't expected to work the rest <laughs> of the playoffs. Right. Well, they very quickly said, "Yeah, we're done with those guys," which is the right thing to do. But it's not like they didn't admit that they made a mistake. That it was. The whistle got blown. They ignored it. They, they, the guy that was on the the con, the you know. But all the these... mistake would have been I blew the whistle. Right. That was on me. That's on and me. They got Play's together dead. for a quick second and they said, "Guys, the play is dead." Right. He blew the whistle. It's over. That that down is that, the mistake. Is I blew the whistle before I should have. That's my fault, and I blew it. Not eh, let it go. No. It, it was it was a, it was a disaster along the way. I want to read one of these tweets real quick. I Al. hate that too. By the way, that that's. You know, that's the conversation that you're having. And Bengals, let let me just use as an example, Raiders did a great job coming back and then scoring on that drive before before halftime. But they lose a game by seven, and, you know, obviously that's a critical I'm not going to say it cost them the game, but it certainly changed the game. It changed the game dramatically along the way. Um, I'm getting this a couple of different places. I want to read this and respond to this. This is from Bob Jackson on Twitter. Uh, You can send him to Al, at Alan Slew. You can send him to me, at Travis Rogers. And Bob writes... To suggest Vogel is the issue is too convenient. It's not coaching. It goes higher than this. The front office decides to play 2K, build a roster annually, and expects said coach to infuse his system to a player, cough, cough, Russ, to comply. Nope. Okay. It's not what I'm saying. You, you, I, need, I need you all to pay attention. This is not complicated, but it's, it's nuanced, okay? I'm not saying that the reason the Lakers are under 500, that's why Frank Vogel needs to go. That the, the Lakers have a bad mix and can't score enough points, can't defend enough. That's not why I'm saying Frank Vogel needs to go. I'm saying Frank Vogel needs to go for an entirely different reason. I'm not, it's not his fault the roster is what it is. It's not his fault that Anthony Davis is hurt. It's not his fault that none of these things seem to fit well together. None of that is his fault. What is his fault and what is his problem is that they're not listening. 
that they've tuned it out, that they've stopped competing at a high level. When Magic Johnson calls you out, when Russell Westbrook says, yeah, we didn't play as hard as we need to, when Dwight Howard says, yeah, we just need to come back and play hard, that's a problem. That means they're not listening to the coach. That's not the rotations are bad. That's not end-of-game plays, Al. When they stop competing for the coach, whether it's his problem or not, it's over. It's time to move on. Let's play this real quick because I think for those who – I know you were reading the tweet and it kind of took us back to that conversation – um, let's take a quick listen to Russ. This is Russ post game, and this is why the conversation's coming up. First of all, if you were watching the game, you know what I'm talking about because there were plenty of moments in the game where the Lakers' body language was, "Yeah, we're good." Uh, they threw a couple punches at us. We're going to go ahead and stop punching. Take a listen to Russ about how hard the Lakers are playing versus other teams. We gotta, we gotta make a decision. Though. We just gotta play hard. Sometimes the schemes and how you play doesn't really matter. Um, you got to just play hard. Sometimes teams are just playing harder than us, simple as that. Even when we're winning, we get up a lot of points. But now it's showing, especially um, when we lose games. Um, and teams are just putting their head down going, and we got to do a better job of uh, defending. Al? I don't think they're going to – I I don't think a change is coming. Let me put it that way. I don't think it's coming because I think they're going to wait till AD comes back and then I think make a decision from there. I really do. I, I think that um, he's obviously a big enough piece, whether he's having the season we want him to have or not, he's a big enough piece to the franchise where they're going to give him that leeway of, well, AD's got to come back and see what happens. But we just kind of listed, you know, Trav, I was doing the, the, the schedule, how much tougher it's going to get for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. They still got two against the Suns, three against the Warriors, three against the Jazz, one against Brooklyn, one against Miami, one in Milwaukee. All three of those games are going to be on the road. Good and luck. Let me, let me give an example tonight with the Jazz. Jazz are a good basketball team. They, they went through a tough stretch, but that's because Gobert was out, health and safety protocols. He came back yesterday. They blew out Denver in Denver. And that's the same Denver team that blew out the Lakers on Saturday. Yeah, so. Anthony Davis, 133, 125, 127. I mean, I know he's a good defender. It, it's not going to change anything. You're, you're at that point where you're, you're at the why the hell not point. Number one, they're not playing hard. Number two, why the hell not? That's a bad combination of events. Let's try By the way, uh, if, if AD can't change anything, then that's a much bigger problem than just this year. Yeah, well, that's, that's a different have, conversation if AD altogether. If can't have an impact, if he can't have an impact the rest of the way, then you're right. That does, that's a much bigger problem down the road. Studio City and Noah. Noah, you are on with Travis Lee. What's going on, Noah? Hey guys, what isn't going on? My God, um, I would love to talk about Patrick Mahomes or or Josh Allen or all the great football play that was going on. I need to address something real quick first before I get to my Laker take. If you don't mind, I got to tell you, I think you guys are on the wrong side of the movie. As good as it gets. Ugh. Now look. Well, hold on. If you're looking for a Jason Bourne movie, of course this won't satisfy you. But that is a really well-written movie. It won 600 Academy Awards. There's so many iconic Jack Nicholson lines in there. The moment where Greg Kinnear looks at him and says, I really love you. And Nicholson looks at him and goes, buddy, if that did it for me, I'd be the luckiest guy in the world. (laughs) Hashtag shameless Jack Nicholson plug. Uh, But... It's it's a good movie, so I, I would I would I would say. I, I, th- I think no no I think the issue was the mix of movies that I, I no, did. No, it was it was I, the mix of movies and that. Look, no, you know more about films than I do. I don't, but I'm not looking for structure or screenplay. Wasn't that bad? Trip. I, no, I, I don't. I don't want. It, feelings. it might not be your cup of tea. Leave your feelings to yourself. <laughs> this guy. I, I, leave your feelings. To yourself. I love it. It's what yeah. makes me a great father and husband. <laughs> Keep your feelings to yourself. 
Okay. I you want to talk own, about it? I Go got, talk to the wall. I got my own problems. I don't need to hear about yours. You you keep your feelings to yourself. No, no. Noah. What's the other What's the other take on the uh, on the Lakers side? You said. Well, while while Travis and I clearly differ on this movie, I'm sorry about injecting feelings into this, but we are definitely on the same page of the Lakers. It is absolutely. It's not only time to pull the plug. It's time to pull the plug on this season. They need to get out from the LaRusso contract, and if someone would offer them a year's supply of, of Chalupas, they should take it. Well, because this problem's not going to get any better. The whole team needs to be reworked and readjusted, but it's not for this year. You can't salvage this year. AD coming back, what, maybe we'll be a 500 club? Maybe we'll squeak into the play-in tournament and then get run by Utah in four games? What's the point? Like you said, you see a donkey at a poker table some nights, and they're just rebuying and rebuying and rebuying. <laughs> they don't have the sense to get up, and everyone else is just licking their chops going, please don't let this guy come to his senses. That's what the Lakers are doing. If they think they're going to try to salvage a 500 season, what's the point? You said they're, we know they're all in for a championship. And it's not going to happen okay. this year. No, I so want to get in here. The, the, there's a lot of good stuff here, and I want to. You can't give up on the season, and it's very simple. Everything you said is true. Okay, full stop. You have LeBron James on the team. You can't punt. You you have to try because if you get into best of seven, and I got LeBron James, and he plays the way he has, and I get just a smidge from somebody else, I got a shot. So you can't punt. As long as LeBron's here, punting is not an option. You got to go for it. It's, I'm not. It might be fourth and twenty-five, but you got to go for it. You can't punt this thing away. LeBron James is here. The clock is ticking. He's still at a great, great spot in his. Career. And Russ isn't going anywhere this year. No, you you have to go for it. As much as I would like to see them punt, and it's probably the right thing to do, you can't do it with LeBron. Factor cap coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win download espn bet today what a play must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details all right Lindsay, what do you have for us today facts caps or both both definitely both all right so i'll start with this one people spent more time on mobile devices than ever before in 2021 according to this new report from app annie which is a app analytics company i guess on average, Americans spent a third of their waking hours on their phones. So, Travis, factor cap, you cannot go more than an hour without looking at your phone. Oh, boy. It's fact. I'm, in, I'm deeply embarrassed by the fact that it is a cap because here, you, you know what the worst, you know what I hate about the iPhone? The iPhone has changed everybody's life, but the very single worst feature on that, and I don't even know where it is, but it pops up on my screen every once in a while. You've spent 22% more on your phone this week than you did last week. I hate that. 22% if you, doing nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you've spent 11 hours staring at this website. It's like, what in the world am I doing with my life? I, I wish I were... A better person. I wish I had better habits. I exercise more. I eat better. But this little stupid thing that I carry in my hand everywhere I go, every second of the day, it is eating me alive, and I can't stop it. So it's a fact. Um, I'm gonna go cap on this one. Do I do it all the time? I can, but I can easily. 
let me let me see if I can uh, term this the right way. If I get forget my phone in the car, Lindsay, I'm lazy enough to where I let it sit there for a couple hours. Okay, I'm lazy enough wow. to say I'm not going to go get my phone. I feel like I'm missing my right arm. I, I, don't, a, I don't know what to do. I'm with you, and I know. And, and there are times like when I went on this uh, this 14 hour streaming movies uh, <laughs> this weekend, right? Right. There's the, okay. Do I really need to be watching the movie and scrolling through Twitter, bro? Watch the movie. Yes, I do. do I really okay, need to go on Instagram and? But I. But Lindsay, that's what I do sometimes. That's my point. Is like a lot of times when I'm on there, I'm getting. It's not like I'm doing anything. It's almost just like mindless. <laughs> it's just you're anything. completely trained. Well, the, the mindless prob- scrolling is what they call it. The, the, yeah. What if I got a text from one of my friends saying Drew Brees sucks and I missed it? Now what do I'm sure, supposed to sure. do? Absolutely. <laughs> These are the things that I feel like need to be responded to in real time. And if I'm not part of the conversation, now what? But I can go. Yesterday went out to dinner. Didn't take my phone. Oh. Uh, there's certain times where I'm like, all right, let's just take a quick little break here, put that over to the side, and and we'll be okay. Believe are, it or not, I come back to my phone and not much was missed. Are you connected to it, Lindsay? Um, yes, one hundred percent. But I mean, like when there's one time, like when I go out to dinner with my family, because we're rarely all together in the same place at the same time. Maybe happens like once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, we we all agree to like put our phones away, except you know we got to take like our family photo. You should Good all photo. agree to scroll Instagram at the same time. You want to see, what, see what's going on the yesterday? The, Usually, the, that's how it is. In the middle of dinner, I asked uh, my girl, I'm like, "Hey, uh, can I see your phone for a quick second? Just take a quick little update on that Pittsburgh uh, KC game." <laughs> so I use her phone to check yeah, the score. There you go. See, so you find ways around it. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. All right, so next one. I started listening to this podcast over the weekend, and it's probably the craziest catfishing scheme like that's ever happened. Manti Teo. So, no, not that. Oh this is this is crazy. So it's that. called it's called Sweet Bobby, and it's about this woman who basically spent like ten years thinking that she was talking online with this doctor named Bobby, and she even spent some of those years in an actual like romantic relationship with this fake Bobby. And now the woman in the story wants catfishing to be taken more seriously, and is trying to create awareness and and come up with some legal ways where it could be made a criminal offense. So, people who catfish should face some kind of legal repercussions. Alan, is this fact or cap? I don't think I know enough about this. I don't know how it happens. I don't think I understand. If you're with, if you know somebody for a year and you've never talked to the, or like actually seen that person or um, video or something along those lines, Lindsay, how, how do you get? trapped into something for years like how does that happen like i, I don't understand well, you'll how... have to listen to this podcast <laughs> to make a long story short like w- wouldn't they this... get suspicious and just say like they did but that, but every time they got suspicious there was there was guys, another guys, profile in person and guys, thing like oh, it's crazy the story's insane guys is that okay, more on the listen, person um i understand that not everybody is the same and not everybody has the same shall we say needs of everyone else Okay, what I'm telling you is if you are like the vast majority of people and you are in a relationship with this person, only you've never seen them, touched them, held their hand, embraced them, kissed them, other things. At some point, you're like, oh, this is a scam. And if it's and if you don't pick up on that, that's a scam after a day or a week. That's on you. That's not on the catfishing person. They're running at some stupid game for God knows why. But if you have or you're in a relationship and you haven't physically seen that person, their face, touched their held their hand, embrace them. 
uh, something's going on. Yeah. I'm just telling well, wait, you, what that's you one have? of those things. What if you have met this person in these pictures and it turns out that Who is the person? Well, like I said, long story short, this, this then you're in love with the other person made made they did meet somebody in person, and this person, this fake person, continued on ever, this relationship with her for years, and then that person, when she met him again in real life, like he had no who, who, clue who she was. Do, do you know what this makes me think of? Do you ever get like on Instagram, you'll get a, a post that says um, somebody will send a random message and say. Hey, just want to let you know, making five thousand dollars a month doing this. Just click here. <laughs> I've never clicked on them. You know, yeah. I've, I've, it's I've, the Nigerian prince <laughs> of internet relationships, right? It's a, that. Hey, listen, I've got nothing but gold bricks in my garage. Only I forgot the code. But if you send me your credit card number, I'll send you a few gold bricks. And dear Bobby, I love you. Let's get married, but let's never meet. It's a, is, that's, is, it's on Lindsay, you. Is the Sorry. podcast interesting? Yeah, it's really yeah. good. And it's interesting because I went into it thinking the same thing as you guys. Like, how can you possibly be that stupid? Or you see these people on Dr. Phil that are like, you know, these women that are, you know, my mom's age and they're they're supposedly dating this guy that lives in the UK and they send him all this money. Like, no, no, no. It's not one of those situations. <laughs> like, it's much. That's why I said it's so crazy but, okay. because I'd be interesting. I would it'd be an it interesting too. podcast to listen to. What you're saying, Lindsay, if if some other man presented himself as Bobby, is that the name, right? As, as Bobby yes. and had a physical interaction with this woman, whether it was sexual, yes. I'm just saying, you have lunch together, right? Like in person, then that's fraud. That's different than being catfished. That's you're presenting yourself as one thing when you're not another person. That's identity theft, right? I don't know exactly what the crime yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But if you yeah. are just, hey, listen. My internet's down again today. Can we just talk on the phone or let's meet for lunch up flat tire for the 38th time in a row? I'm not going to be able to make it. That's on you. I think it could it should be a crime, though, because think about the person whose photo you're stealing and stuff. Like, what about that person? Mm. You know, like they're getting roped into this and it's like an identity theft situation. I need the podcast. I need to take a listen to this. It's called Sweet Bobby. Listen to it. It's crazy. All right. It came out again, Lindsay. Bobby. The Midwest. I catch Bobby. it on. I think it's. I think it's the vowels. They're the Bobby, the calves. I think those are those are the ones I don't that talk come out like that. Bit. You're exaggerating. <laughs> Just a little bit. We've talked about this before. You said when you have a couple of drinks, it comes out more so. But I'm noticing it on some of the flat vowels, Bobby and calves. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. We got one more for us. Yes. So former Miss Universe Olivia Culpo was recently threatened by American Airlines to, quote, cover up before her flight to Cabo or the airline wasn't going to let her on the plane. Olivia's sister posted about it on Instagram, showing Olivia wearing a long black cardigan, a sports bra and biker shorts. She said she thought her sister looked cute and noted that another passenger wearing a similar top was not asked to cover up. So want to ask you guys. People should not be allowed to wear crop tops and or biker shorts on planes. Travis, is this fact or cap? Um, I think I'm going to be an old man here for a second. I think that's fact. Like, can we just can we just agree that we're not going to the gym when we get on an airplane? Like, I'm I'm all for being comfortable. Like, if you want to wear sweats, cool. If you want to wear like a, a nice baggy T-shirt and a hoodie, I you know, I'm not saying we got to go back to the '60s where we all wore hats and suits. We don't have to go back to that. Okay, I don't I don't need Don Draper to be on every flight. All right, that that's fine. But if you look like you're just rolled out of bed and you're in your sports bra or your your shorts or whatever, I, I just can we just do like the next step beyond that? That's all I'm asking for. If you're half undressed on an airplane or you look like you just came from the gym, I, I feel like that's maybe one step short of airplane attire. 
Uh, pretty sure the uh, pretty sure was it American Airlines? Yes. Um, last thing I'm worried about is what somebody is wearing on the plane. Can we just do this? You know, Trav, we've talked about just having there's kind of some unwritten rules on a plane. How about don't bring a burrito in and just eat it right next to me when we're <laughs> we're going out of plane? Tuna right? sandwich. That's uh, way more sandwich. offensive than somebody wearing. Hundred percent. No, that's worse. Hundred um, percent. Worse. That look, I, way worse. I would that's, go that's with. Worse, I would. But... I would go with. Um, I don't know little things like if you're. If I'm sitting, remember that. Remember that flight I took back from Seattle, and I was in the last row, and I could open the restroom door <laughs> from sitting down. That's where I was sitting. Why, why don't you come out of the restroom? Just close the door real quick. You close should it really. so I don't have to close it every time. I'm more, much more worried about that than I am somebody wearing whatever they're wearing. I actually kind of think American Airlines. You're going to tell somebody what they can and they cannot wear. I, I'm, I'm on, I'm on the opposite and, side. And of this a, one. you should have been like a restroom attendant and offered mints and cologne as people were going in and out of the men's get room some in tips, that situation. Bro. Right, get a couple of a couple of bucks coming in and out. Can I offer you a towel, sir? Hey, ma'am. Like I to just freshen spray up a little cologne bit. A little... no matter what. Whether you ask or not, everybody who comes out is just one spray of cologne. I got a little scope here, man. Would By the way, like... she's not even dressed crazy at all. No, it, I'm, it, I'm looking at what she's wearing. She's I, not, she's it's not. Wearing, if, if you're telling me a, a cardigan, a sports bra, and biker shorts, fine. I, it, it's just airplanes in general should not look like your living room. Let's just go one step beyond I feel that offended right now. Why? Somebody <laughs> walking barefoot from their seat yes. to the oh, bathroom. That's, nasty. that's like, worse. That's nasty. Of course it is. That's, that's what I'm saying. Nasty. Like, There's other but things that are worse it. than this. Yeah. Yeah. If I can worse. see your toenails, you don't have the right shoes on. Yeah, that's nasty. Okay, that, that's a good rule of thumb. If I can see your toenails, I'm going to need you to put on a different pair of shoes. I, I think we, we Can we all agree on that at least? Yes. All right. That yeah, sounds like we we, we've, we've landed on that. The road to SoFi and the Super Bowl, a little bit easier as of yesterday for the Rams. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. I'm excited to not only see what's going to happen tonight at SoFi Stadium. I'm excited not to see to see tonight if the Lakers can find a way to hold somebody under 140 points. Mm-hmm. Well, espresso machine, too. I'm kind of curious what tomorrow's going to be like. It's going to be it's a nice long day for the two of us. I'm fired up to see tomorrow. Maybe a little punchy, a little sleep deprived. That always leads to good things. You should watch a couple more movies tonight, too. They have uh, tonight tip off is seven thirty. They got two seven thirties in a row, and then uh, this is it's gonna actually be a stretch between here and the All Star break. Once you get to All Star break, it's kind of like things will calm down a little bit, ramp back up once again to March. But um, it, critical, not just uh, the times they play. Traffic, they're, they're game below five hundred. Yeah, they still got two against. No, they only they played two against games. the Suns, three against the Warriors, three against the Jazz. I mean. It's not good. Well, you know, we we said it earlier, and it just really kind of landed heavy today. They haven't beaten a good team all year. No, they haven't. They don't have a signature win. That's a really bad look. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support vets with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping vets in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Let's slide a, a quick phone call in here, Al. Let's go to El Segundo and Jacob. Jacob, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I have two points. Uh, first, are we really worried about the Cardinals? I mean, with Kyler Murray, first year playoff, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, I think they're going to struggle. Also, second point, can we compare Matt Stafford to Russell Westbrook? You know, turnover prone. Uh, you know, they go as, as as he goes. Aaron Donald is the LeBron James, but, you know, it's really on Matthew Stafford. Appreciate you calling in. This, this is where I'd push back, Trav, at least for me, when – Russell Westbrook came to the Lakers. 
I by no means did he think, hey, this guy's. Remember, we, we've kind of given this example who eats first? Mm-hmm. LeBron, you go up to the table first. Okay, what do you like? You get the first piece. Get the best piece of steak that's there. You pick it out. AD's right behind him. Hey, let me make sure that I get my serving in. And then Russ eats third. Matt Stafford is so critical to the Rams. I mean, you, you said this earlier that if the guy just has a game tonight where he doesn't throw a, he doesn't throw for an interception, no fumbles lost, and he ends up with two touchdowns, 300 yards, explain to me how the Rams end up losing this game. I don't but, think they do. But if he throws for two touchdowns and also has two picks, now we're having a conversation of in the fourth quarter, it's anybody's game. And that, that seems – and I'm not saying that, that you can't have a comp similar to that with with, uh, with Russell Westbrook because of his turnover, turnovers and everything else. But I think there's more on the shoulders of Stafford than there is on Westbrook. At I, least I that do was too. my interpretation. Look, look, Westbrook's not the best player on the Lakers. He's not. The, the best player on the Lakers is LeBron James. So the, he's the most important piece. But the quarterback, it's impossible to compare a quarterback to someone else. I get what he's saying, right? That if you yep. don't turn it over, you got a better. I, I get it. And saying Aaron Donald wrong. is LeBron. Right. And, you know, I, Aaron I get Donald's it. their best player. I understand that, but the quarterback is is the the quarterback is the point guard and the head coach and the center. He, they're they're all of those things all at the same time. Something he said about does Kyler Murray really uh, were you? Yeah, he does. Okay, here, here's the, well the Rams are at home. Okay, let me just give you a couple of numbers here. I did my Rams prep this morning, Al. I'm ready mm-hmm. to go. Rams are five and three at home. Okay, Cardinals are eight and one on the road. Hmm. And okay. one of those wins in L.A. SoFi right? at SoFi Stadium. So the home field advantage. I mean, I guess you'd rather have it than not have it. I don't think it's going to make a bunch of. It, look, if the Rams get rolling and it gets loud, sure it can have an impact. But I don't think that the Cardinals coming here saying, "Oh, we got to go on the road." They're the only home game. The only road game they lost oddly was in Detroit of all places. I mean, so so go figure. Kyler Murray's really good. The problem is you get two different versions of that dude. We saw the best version of him in week four when they beat the Rams 37-20. He ran circles around the Rams. Yep. Then Didn't we saw, have a turnover. No, he was mm-hmm. great. And then the last game in week 14 when the Rams were shorthanded, Aaron Donald was terrorizing him. So, I, I, yeah, he he's, two he, picks. he's a worrisome guy. He's one of those guys that can make something happen off schedule, which really worries me. For, for instance, as great as Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are, you kind of know what they're going to do, right? They're going to sit back there and they're going to pick you apart. Mm-hmm. And if you can make them uncomfortable back there, you got a shot. It's not the same with him. If you're asking me, would I rather play Kyler Murray or Tom Brady? Of course, I'd rather play Kyler Murray. But you can flush him out. You can think we're going to get a sack for a ten-yard loss. That's a thirty-yard gain. Those other guys don't really have that element. I, I I feel much better about the Rams when they don't have that wild card, whether it's Debo, whether it's Kyler Murray, when it's just kind of straight up, when it's more of a traditional matchup the way it would be against Tampa. I like that a lot more. And, and that's why I think it got very interesting yesterday, Alex, what we've been talking yeah. about for a little bit, is San Francisco did the Rams a huge favor yesterday by clipping the Cowboys. Now, all of a sudden, they get to go to Green Bay, which, by the way, they can beat Green Bay. They played earlier this year, came down on the last-second field goal. The Packers won the game, but it was a close game. I like the Rams against the Tampa Bay Bucks. That was a game where the Rams felt like they were in complete control of that game the entire afternoon. I, the, the matchups all of a sudden now have gotten very favorable for the Rams. One afternoon, one game goes one way, and all of a sudden that path to the Super Bowl, well, maybe not easy, it's easier than it was yesterday. I, I think, yeah, maybe that's the best way to put it because I, I don't think it's easy at all. I think that game, <clears throat> first of all, I think tonight, and I, I mentioned this when we were talking, we were doing our pickums last week, this is a good game. This is not a I, – I, I get what the caller was saying. I forget his name right off the top of my head. Um, Jacob. 
Jacob, I, I get what he's saying that, oh, no, no, they gotta, they just got to run through Arizona. This is a better team. All, all Arizona has to do is have one good game. All Matt Stafford has to do is throw a pick in a critical situation, which we've seen happen before, uh, that can dictate the game. You're right, San Francisco did help the Rams yesterday. They did, no question about it. If you can avoid the Packers and Lambeau an extra week, that's 100%. But the path to get to the Super Bowl is still going to be, if it just breaks the way it does, you got to beat Arizona, a team that you've gone one and one against this year, and uh, and and anything could happen in a game like this. Then you got to go beat the defending Super Bowl champions. Which you did beat them done. earlier this year. Yep. You did beat them, but I think facing them in Week Three obviously is going to be much different. Sure. The the Bucks know, I, I guess, the best way to put it to pace themselves as as the season progresses. And then you got to go to Lambeau after that. So it's a perfect indication. You got to be the best. You got to beat the best. Let me and that's ask what you they're this. Get. This this is crazy, and I'd be very curious what Rams fans think about mm-hmm. this. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. I'm going to do something that Sean McVay would would slap my face for even suggesting. Okay. okay, that every Rams player would say, what in the world is the matter with you? But let's play this out. Mm-hmm. In an NFC championship situation, they got to win two games to even get there. Would you rather play Green Bay or San Francisco? It's not as easy as it sounds, is it? Would you rather play Green Bay or San Francisco in an NFC championship situation? I want that to Rams fans. Let us know what you think. 877-710-ESPN. And speaking of scores, Al, um, the, the, the Lakers – there's this other half of the court when you don't have the ball that they should probably try to do a little bit better with. I'll give you some numbers that are going to really bum you out. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.